this one, this movie is gonna end very dark. This is gonna be like here lies Simon who died of hypothermia because girl had to go get her chocolate immediately. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. Today we're talking about Snow Kissed, and it aired today, January 30th, 2021. Oh my gosh. We have talked about this movie a lot. Oh, also, we're going to be discussing Hallmark hunks during our listener question portion later in the show. And if you have a favorite Hallmark hunk, <laughs> this is thirsty for Hallmark. So let us know who you're thirsty for. <laughs> yes. Okay? <laughs> like, we need to get some DMs on everybody's favorite hunks because that is really why we watch these movies. DM us at thirsty for Hallmark on Instagram. So let's get started. You know what? The cupcake rating means even more to me today because homeboy Chris Mc, McNally. McNally. He is in The Sweetest Heart. And that is what literally what started Charlie and I's deep obsession and dedication to Hallmark movies. We've been watching Hallmark movies for what, two years? Yeah. That was the first movie we watched. <laughs> yeah. The Sweetest Heart. I would say this movie. I'm going to give it four cupcakes. And the reason why is it had a slow start. For the first 30 minutes, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And then by the end, I was like close to tears. It took a turn in a very positive way. I agree with you, Mary. Four cupcakes. I'm going to say this one time and probably every podcast in the future. I could have used it one year later. <laughs> that face I made that face because I was just thinking about maybe I would give it three cupcakes. <laughs> Because the secondary storyline was so bad. Oh, damn it! You're right. I'm going. I'm, I'm going back on my word. <laughs> I totally forgot about the secondary plot line. Ugh. If you add extra characters to a Hallmark movie, I think I'm automatically going to give it one cupcake lesser than what I think it deserves. It's just so distracting. So why don't we just jump right into the plot? Snowkiss starts in New York City. Kate, who is a freelance writer, she meets with her editor who gives her an assignment to interview an author, but the author lives in Banff. She has to travel there to interview him, but she hates traveling. She's scared of traveling and she's very nervous about it. She goes to do this interview in Banff, which by the way, y'all, I know that I live in Aspen, but looking at Banff, I just feel like it's more beautiful. I feel like sometimes I, I watch these Hallmark movies I'm like, wow, I wish I lived in a place that looked like that. Sometimes every single movie we watch, Mary goes, oh, it's so beautiful. I wish I lived there. And I'm like, Mary, where we live is just as beautiful, if not more. The pictures of Banff that they were showing looked exactly like Aspen. It did it. Or even any Colorado mountain town. Yes. It, for, for some <laughs> reason, seeing it on Hallmark... <laughs> It just looks 10 times more beautiful. I don't know what it is. I'm just sitting there like, I should move to Banff. Maybe that's my next move. <laughs> Further north, still in the Rockies in a very similar size town and location. Well, good luck getting into Canada. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, back to the plot. Okay. Um, she goes to Banff and she stays at a B&B. The B&B is owned by two friends, Simon and Noah. Noah. Yeah. Noah is trying to do a, he's trying to like work on his, his tour guide speeches and his actual tours because they are trying to get more business to the B and B and they think that's the best way of doing it. So, you know, her interview gets canceled for some reason with no context at all. We don't know why. But Noah's able to pull some strings because he knows the author. And so he pulls some strings and as a trade-off for him getting the interview back on the table for them, they help him with his tour. And so they kind of 
go around with him to the different locations and give him constructive criticism. So they're falling in love on this tour. So essentially he's taking her on all these experiences she would never do. They go snowshoeing up a mountain. They do all of this stuff and they're slowly falling in love. Meanwhile, we failed to mention two unfortunately very important characters. Jane, who is Kate's best friend, roommate, and she's the photographer who's come to Banff with her to take mm -hmm. pictures of the author. And Simon, who is Noah's best friend and co-owner of the B&B. Jane immediately has a crush on Simon. <laughs> and all Simon wants to do is play chess. And she's like, I'm in love with Simon. I'm giddy. I'm in love. So she enlists Noah and Kate to organize a grand gesture date at this chocolate shop market. Uh -huh. They go to this chocolate tier and he essentially spends the first, I'm guessing, 30 minutes of their date just talking to the restaurant owner. He was a hot gay guy. <laughs> And all Simon wanted to do was talk to him and hang out with him. He invited him to sit with them. But she goes, Simon, I just want you to know I really like you. And he says, thank you. And that's it. Next scene with them, he does a big grand gesture with flowers. And it's like, I'm not good with words, but I want you to know that I really like you. And you're just like, since when did you? Like, when? Like, you're right. You suck at words if you were trying to say you liked her. The same time that Simon does his gesture, Kate does a gesture with Noah, and she takes him to the gondola. They go to the top of the mountain, and they kiss. Oh, my gosh. And then the phone rings, and she says, I'm not going to answer this. Y'all, I've seen this in too many Hallmark movies. I have to address it. I think it's time. Hallmark, we all know a phone rings more than once. She goes, oh, I'm not going to answer it. Like, it's not going to keep ringing. Just say, let me put this on silent. You don't, I, first of all, go Banff for having cell service at the top of a mountain. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't think of that. Second of all, she's like, it won't distract. Let's just keep kissing through the ringing. I'm like, put your damn phone on silent. The look on her face when her phone rang the second time was <laughs> shocked. Like, I've never heard a phone ring twice. She finds yes. out she gets the promotion. And though, oh, we, you know, we failed to mention this, but she goes and does the interview. And the interview was all about almost staying in a bubble. Yeah, the book is called The Answer. I think it was supposed to be like The Secret. Mm -hmm. The theme of the book is acceptance. Just accept where you are and... Don't try to be better. <laughs> learn to love it. Yeah. So the guy, she goes to interview the author and he's like, actually, like, I stopped believing in that two years ago. I've just burned it to the ground and so she's sitting there like having an existential crisis which leads her to going up on the gondola and kind of like pushing beyond her bubble um but then she gets this job and so it, it looks like she's going to go back to her bubble the guy doesn't say anything to stop her and she doesn't say anything to stop herself and they just kind of accept the fact that this is the end of their chapter she gets in the uber tears in her eyes and she drives away she goes back to new york at her cubicle but she's not happy she's not the bagels don't taste the same the coffee doesn't taste the same the wine doesn't taste the, the same the chocolate nothing tastes the same so jane comes through and she says you need to go there and she flies to bam she gets to the bnb &B and it's like popping like so many people were there. She's looking for Noah and she finds Simon. And Simon goes, oh, this is- This is a coincidence. This is a coincidence. 
And she's like, what? Turn around. Noah's there, bagpacked. And she says this whole speech about like how meeting him has changed her whole outlook on life. She's like, where are you going? And he went, I was going to go to New York. To make a gesture for you. Oh my God. It's hard for us to express how much emotion you saw. Then the movie was over. Yeah. That was Snow Kissed. So now it's time to talk. Who are these people? Who are these people? Yeah. Let's start with Jen Lilly, who played Kate. Our, one of our favorite Hallmark leading ladies. You know what I was thinking? There are two types of Hallmark female stars. Mm -hmm. There are the ones who were famous when they were younger, your Candace Cameron, your Lacey Chabert's, and then there are those who maybe they're on a soap opera or a show later in life that really wasn't that popular, or maybe they haven't been anything, they're just like Canadian. Oftentimes, the ones from the second group give more to these movies. And Jen Lilly is the queen of that second group. Jen Lilly is from Roanoke, Virginia, which is just a hot skip and a jump from my hometown, and went to University of Virginia. She Jen. graduated magna cum laude. She was on General Hospital briefly, and then she was on Days of Our Lives for a while. She also appeared in iCarly and Victoria's. <laughs> and you know, she had a bit part in Hannah Montana. I think she really had a breakthrough in the Lifetime movie, The Spirit of Christmas, mm -hmm. which you can watch on Netflix, and you definitely should. It's about a woman who goes to an old house that's haunted by a really hot ghost. And since it was Lifetime, not Hallmark, they had sex. They did not. I think they did. No, they did not. Okay, please DM us if they have sex. You know what movie she was in that I really liked? A Dash of Love. Oh, with Brendan yes. Penny. I did like that one. And it had Perry Gilpin from Frasier and Make It or Break It. The mom, uh, Payson's yeah, yeah, mom. Yeah, yes, yeah, Payson's mom. I will say one of my favorites was A Winter Love Story. Okay, actually, I watched that today because they showed it right before Snow Kissed. It's amazing. Oh, it's I, so good. Do you know what I was doing while I watched it? What? Can you guess? Crying. <laughs> I, close. I was stretching. I was doing these deep hip stretches. And you know how hips, sometimes when you stretch your hips, it gets your emotions going. A lot of, I've heard in yoga class, people are doing pigeon, they just start crying. So I was doing something similar to pigeon and it was the part where he was professing his love to her and I was bawling. Jen Lilly has been probably in almost every other Hallmark movie. That girl makes Hallmark movies off the wazoo. And you know, her first Hallmark movie was in 2017 and she's been pumping them out since then. She was in USS Christmas this year with my favorite Hallmark hunk, Trevor Donovan. That was her debut of blonde hair. But she was, when you first met her on Hallmark, when she first came onto the scene, like she was the redhead. What did you think of her hair in this movie? I thought it was very good. The only thing I did not think was believable. She had a, a bun that she would wear to bed, right? Which is believable, except for her bun was perfect. She had a sock bun. I was like, girl, that is a perfect bun that probably took 20 to 30 minutes. My problem with her is she's not that great when she plays a bitch. In this movie and in some other movies, she starts off playing a bitch and then she gets nice. And then once she makes the switch. I think that's, I think that's true. It's like, it was really hard in the first 20 to 30 minutes because it was like, she just came off kind of mean. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, she's really nice. And then you started to believe the chemistry. But there was no chemistry between them until she like turned the switch. Let's but, talk about the hunk. Yeah, <laughs> our favorite part. Like, let's skip the leading lady. Let's talk about the hunk. Chris McNally. He, he served today. He, he served us a whole meal. <laughs> At first I was like, I'm not failing this. I'm not failing this. And then all of a sudden I turned to Charlie and I went, I think I'm in love. <laughs> 
He was so good. He was funny in this movie too. Yeah, he was. So we know him from the Sweetest Heart. Forget any other thing. He was in. He's in One Calls the Heart. That is legitimately my favorite TV show known to man. I've been watching that show since it came out and he is now one of the new love interests of Elizabeth. He was in A Winter Princess last year. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Which was, it was about this girl who works in a hotel in the ski resort. Nobody knows she's secretly a princess. <laughs> From Cordenia. Anytime somebody is a princess or prince from uh, in Hallmark, they're from this like magical land called Cordenia. I don't believe. You. I have. I literally every time I hear them, they go, "Where are you from?" They're the prince of, and I literally will say Cordenia at the same time. I would say seventy-five percent. Do you want to bet that, that that was where she was from? I bet it was from Cordenia. Okay, let's look. <laughs> okay, I'm already regretting this. Oh, I love the girl in that movie too. She is in Natalie a, Hall. She is in a not Hallmark, but a Hallmark partner Marvista movie on Netflix called Midnight at the Magnolia, which is actually really, really good. And if you don't have Hallmark and you're looking for a Hallmark-ish movie, I suggest. You know, my friend doesn't have Hallmark and he was looking for a Hallmark-ish movie, and I recommended that movie because you told me it was good, and he said it wasn't good. It's so good. It's so good. I've watched it three times. <laughs> I don't think your friend was actually looking for a Hallmark-ish movie. <laughs> Princess Carlotta was from Lenovia. Oh. <laughs> Darn it. Let's go back to Chris McNally. Okay. What I was going to say is in Sweetest Heart, and I think also in Winter Princess, he was just kind of a cute guy there. He didn't really do much. Yeah. This movie, he was funny. Shocking. He was dramatic. Yeah. He was stumbling. He was just like doing everything. Even in One Calls a Heart, that's how he's always been. And I agree with you. This was the first time I feel like when I looked into his eyes, I looked into his soul. Like I, I genuinely felt like this man was sending me messages and we're going to fall in love. <laughs> he starred in a gay movie when he was very young, one of his first movies. And I watched it yesterday. It's called John Apple Jack. He plays John. He meets this guy, Jack, who is his childhood best friend. And Jack gets mad at him and throws an apple at him. And that's, <laughs> it was such a bad movie. But the first 20 minutes of the movie is him getting a blowjob. He's constantly getting blowjobs here and there. But <laughs> he looked completely different. He had this baby face. I, I would not have thought it was the same person. Interesting. He's slowly moving his way up on my hunks list. I wouldn't say top five yet. I, I would say one of the best characters of this movie, which leads us directly into... Oscars. The Oscar goes to... Who do you give it to? Oh, 100% Jane. That girl had to take an unbelievable plot line and turn it in her direction. Not to mention that, but even at the beginning, she's just funny. Like, she's just as like a... She's just a good actress. I hope I, I hope we see her as a leading lady one day. I turned to Mary at one point and I said, Jane is carrying this movie. And Jane was. For the first <laughs> half hour, at least. I'm going to give my Oscar, even though I love Jane's performance, I'm giving my Oscar to the unnamed travel agent in the end. She was selling her lines. She, she had like three or four lines. She wants... 10, 20 lines in her next movie. Can I just say, you were sassy about it, but she was in Midnight at the Magnolia, and she definitely had more than three or four lines. All right, it's time for Roses and Thorns. And I wanted to say, Roses and Thorns is, we're kind of like open to suggestions for other <laughs> words that fit better with the theme of this podcast. So if you have any, please DM us. Please let us know your ideas. So a thorn for me, I feel like we've really touched on this a lot, but I just, I have to say it one last time. Simon and Jane together. I mean, that was just not believable. And I, I want to just pin a letter to Hallmark and say, excuse me, dear sir. Like, what was that? What did we just watch? Because I am hashtag not impressed. <laughs> 
I don't think that if a guy continued to be like, hey, do you want to play chess? Or if I said, legitimately said, oh, I like you. And he goes, thank you. I think I would have by that point gotten the hint. She really went for it, though. And maybe I should be more like Jane. I don't know. But. <laughs> See, I think I am like Jane. I would be like, oh, he wants to play chess with me. He's in love. And he said, thank you. That's better than I'm not interested. So I, <laughs> I guess it's true. I'd like to be less like that, though. <laughs> My problem with Simon is... He seemed gay the entire movie. Like, the beginning, I was like, okay, Simon is Noah's gay best friend who's kind of in love with him, but he will find a man sometime in this movie. When Jane professed her love for him, I thought in the next scene, he was going to say, I'm actually gay, but we can be best friends. (laughs) Honestly, it would have just been better if Jane had found some random guy in Bam. Like, I don't really know why Simon needed to be there. And it's the elephant in the room. Simon was just not good looking enough for Jane. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Well, I think it's just hard. The believability of like a girl coming to Banff and seeing a Prince Charming man and going, nah, not for me. I'm going to go for the other guy. It just doesn't. They would have both been fighting for Noah. But Jane saw Noah and was like, nah, like not interested in that. (laughs) Too hot. (laughs) Too hot. Give me your dorky gay dressing best friend. How about that? A rose for me was, said this last week, the male Lee's wardrobe. He was wearing Henley shirts. I like to call them Don Henley shirts. <laughs> you know, everybody loves, they think of Hallmark Channel and they think Christmas and they think Valentine's Day. And I'm going to say something that might seem very opposite. Those aren't my favorite seasons. To be honest, Winterfest and the Fall Harvest Fest, those seasons are my favorite. And I think it's because their wardrobe, first of all, like the vest The button-down shirts, like, yes. And second of all, they just have beautiful landscape. I think that was a big rose for me. It's like, it's like I've never seen the Rockies before. I live in the the concrete jungle of Aspen, Colorado. (laughs) But I I think it adds something. And I love the winter activities. Yeah, it's fun to watch. A rose for me was, I think they were drinking hot chocolate outside. And they were only out there for a little bit. And then she goes, can we go back inside? I'm freezing. And that is like the first time in Hallmark that they've mentioned how cold it is. You can't just be sitting outside in the dead of winter in Canada for hours as they sometimes do in these movies. I know. Yeah. Poor Simon gets dragged to the chocolate tear place. He's like, oh, I need to grab my coat. And she's like, no, you don't. We're going right now. No, 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 no. He needs to grab his <laughs> coat. The man was wearing like a teeny little like zip up sweater. I was like, he's going to die. This, this movie is going to end very dark. This is going to be like, here lies Simon who died of hypothermia his girl had to go get her chocolate immediately (laughs) another rose for me i enjoyed this kind of conflict it wasn't she wrote something mean in an article and i got printed it wasn't some ex that shows up or something it was just like a real life situation where it's like they actually are thinking about how do we do long distance I really enjoy this new direction that Hallmark is going in, where they're bringing up real questions. Like last week when they talk about like, I need something fulfilling in my job. They're bringing up these tidbits that are really touching home. You know, I have a thorn and this is not about the movie at all. The thorn is, I feel like I have some great tidbits that I like to say during the movie. And now because we're making this podcast, Charlie has decided to filter my responses. So if I say something any like remotely funny, he goes, no, 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 no. This is podcast gold. We don't want podcast silver when we're actually recording. And I would just like to say, this is my formal complaint on podcast that you can't filter my words. 
Okay, I won't filter you anymore because part of the fun of watching Hallmark movies together is that we do comment on them. We just have to be able to deliver it again fresh. (laughs) My thorn is about the plot with the bed and breakfast. I don't believe that a bed and breakfast giving tours in a mountain ski town would make a difference. No, I agree with you. Nobody comes to a ski town to take a tour and learn about the history of Kicking Mule River. Most of the time people are there to um, do winter activities. Or in the summer hike. This is London. So now... We will talk about who Charlie and I are within this movie. Per usual, I feel like Charlie picked a couple of characters, but I am sticking with Pam, the cheese woman, (laughs) in the uh, farmer's market, which is for sure the bougiest farmer's market I have ever seen in my life. Pam has one line, and I think she delivered it well. Can you give us a rendition? Noah asked her if he can try some arcane cheese. What did she say? Absolutely. And my part was Saul, the bagel guy who has a bagel truck in New York in the beginning. And he just cared nothing about Jen Lily and Jane. You better have your credit card ready right away because if you don't, no bagel for you. Um, now it's time for our listener question. Oh my gosh. If you follow looking- us on Instagram, you already know what it is. I've been looking forward to this. Who asked it? So this was my friend Catherine Trippany who went to college with me. And the question was, who are... Our top five Hallmark hunks so that she can Google them. (laughs) Homegirl thirsty. And we welcome that. (laughs) Yes. So we each have our top five. I had a hard time narrowing mine down. So number five, I have Robert Buckley. He starred in The Christmas House last Christmas. And he was also in Love in Store, which is like... Oh, yeah. Both of my favorite channels, QVC and Hallmark, wrapped into one movie. He is so hot. As Amy Schumer would say, he's uh-huh. grab your ankles hot. He was also in One Tree Hill in the last couple of seasons. Oh. He was Clay. Number four. He's actually only starred in one Hallmark movie. He's usually the boyfriend or the business associate. And his name is Jason Cermak with a C. He's a Canadian actor. He's blonde. Looking I just right think he is so hot. He's done some stuff with CCB. Oh, I wanted to tell you about CCB. (laughs) A a secret about CCB that I learned today. Can you say what CCB stands for? Candace Cameron Bure. She was on QVC all day today selling her skincare line. She pronounces it Candace Cameron Bure. What? The accent is on the burr. Candace Cameron Burr. Bure. (laughs) So he was her ex-boyfriend in Christmas Town 2019. Oh. Yeah. The movie he starred in was actually with Jen Lilly. It's called Eat, Play, Love. One of them is a veterinarian. One of them runs an animal shelter. And I I haven't seen it yet, but I need to watch it. And then last Christmas, he had a small part in A Glen Burke Christmas with Autumn Reeser. And that was one of my favorite movies. Number three, Luke McFarlane. Oh, he's on my list too. (laughs) You have to put on your DVR his movie from this year, Taking a Shot at Love. Mm -hmm. Oh, he is so hot. And not only is he hot. He's gay in real life. I know him as the gay guy from Brothers and Sisters. I always thought he was straight, but nope, he's gay. And he was in Chateau Christmas last Christmas. He's just like tall and beefy and really cute face and funny. 
Then number two, Brendan Penny. He's actually going to be in next week's movie. Oh. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills wedding. wedding. Yeah. yeah. He was in A Dash of Love with Jen Lilly. He's beefy, kind of light brown hair, but huge blue eyes. He's a pretty good actor. Last Christmas, he was in the one with Ashley Green where they were looking for a charm bracelet. Oh, yes. Like a charming yes, Christmas yes. Christmas. Mm-hmm. He could break me in half. And my number one, Hallmark Hunk. Do you know who it is? I actually do know who it is. Paul Green. Paul Green. <laughs> who hasn't been in a movie in a while. Because he's on one called The Heart and he's too busy. Green with an E at the end. He used to be a um, male model and he made the switch <laughs> to acting. He's actually Canadian. He was in a Christmas movie, I think two years ago with Lacey Chabert. What was that called? It was the one where she makes a wish to have more confidence. It's called A Wish for Christmas. Yes, yeah. And he looks like my favorite type of man, which is a hot dad. <laughs> and you know what? He he and his wife have this like life coaching business. And you can pay $400 a month to do like weekly coach, coaching sessions with them. Should we start a GoFundMe <laughs> right now for Charlie to... <laughs> Do a life coach with his dream Hallmark hunk. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised about one thing on that list is that you used to be obsessed with Andrew Walker. How did you not put Andrew Walker on there? No, I see he's Andrew all- Walker on this list. <laughs> Y'all, I'm a- looking at Charlie. Charlie actually wrote down a list. He went through a lot of work to get this list ready for you. Yeah, I have about 10 names on this list. And Andrew Walker's on it. I do like Andrew Walker. I don't know. He's probably number six. I think there's a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah. And there's some guys that I just wouldn't consider Hallmark hunks, so they've been in Hallmark movies. But I think if they're only in like one or two and they're like special, I just don't consider them Hallmark hunks. Yeah. Like I wanted to say Brandon Ruth, who played Superman a while back. Mm -hmm. I think he's been in one Hallmark movie, but he, oh my God. I mean, yeah. Or like Chad Michael Murray. It's like, he really is not a Hallmark hunk. Let's hear your I'm list. having a hard time because, so y'all, if you're really feeling a little thirsty, there's a Instagram page, Hunks of Hallmark. I'm just like scrolling right now and it's just like, man, I feel like I've left some people off this list that should be on here. First, number five is Daniel Lissing, L-I-S-S-I-N-G, right? So he was the OG love interest in One Comes <laughs> Charlie gets annoyed anytime I say one comes apart. No, I don't. It's, it's just that he is so popular on Instagram. The <laughs> you when calls the heart people are insane. Because and it's amazing. There are at least 10 fan pages to him. He doesn't do Hallmark anymore, unfortunately. He's moved on to like real TV now. Ugh. But he did a couple of Christmas movies when he was in One Calls the Heart and he was in the first six seasons of One Calls the Heart. And he is a dream boat. All right. The next... <laughs> Is also a one called Art Guy. I'm actually gonna toss up for three and four. There is Kevin McGarry. McGarry, I think, in One Calls the Heart, he plays Nathan. Did you see the um, picture of Chris McNally and Kevin McGreary doing a prom pose in yes. their West, well, One Calls the Heart Mountie outfits? Yes, oh, I did. That is I did. Too I much did. to handle. <laughs> yes, Kevin McGarry. I'm literally pulling up the picture yes. right now. Oh, yes. Daddy. Kevin um, McGeary is so hot and he's so charming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He stars in a winter love story and I was just like, Yeah, that was the me. first time. That's the first time I saw him and he is beautiful. Anyway, so then we have Jesse Hutch and he has been in, um, do you remember those movies when the, when love comes softly or whatever? Like they were a big series, but he was also in like Harvest Love and um, Harvest Wedding. Then of course, Luke McFarland taking uh. a shot at love. 
Oh my gosh, that was like a novel change for Luke. I feel like he Ooh. walked out of the door and was just like 10 times more attractive than he was before. He- I think it's because he was wearing tight t-shirts. <laughs> and then of course, I mean, I can't not have this person to be my number, number one. one. Mm, yeah. I have a guess. <laughs> Trevor Donovan. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Donovan in Snowcoming. He's attractive. He's just attractive. <laughs> He's he's so hot he has to explain it. Yeah, exactly. And you don't you don't see that every day. No. I think if we ever met Trevor Donovan, I would lose all my capabilities of speaking. Just because when you're that hot, I mean how does how does a mere mortal speak to that person? <laughs> Those are our hunks. And we want to know who are your favorite hunks. So please DM us. We're coming to a close. But Mary, this movie did not have a one year leader. So I wanna know what you think happens in one year, and I've I've got some things too. All right. I think one year later, and she's still writing for the magazine, but she's turned very much into like an experienced writer. He starts becoming kind of like a travel planner for the B&B, like a concierge. And I think he leads her out to that little fire pit where they had hot chocolate. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> they always have to get proposed to. <laughs> That's a mandatory for the one year later. Actually, you know no. what I think it is? Gondola. No, I think Jane and Simon, this is their wedding day, one year later. Jane and Simon are getting married because they are just going for it. He leads her to the little spot where they had hot chocolate after their wedding. And they're all so happy. And of course, she was a maid of honor and he was the best man. He leads her to that little hot chocolate spot and he goes, I love you. And then in the back of his hand, you just see an engagement ring, but he never proposes. And she says, I love you too. And then they kiss. I like all of that except for (laughs) Simon and Jane. Here's what happens to them. Charlie is not rooting for this relationship. Simon has been dating Jane long distance over the year, but he's been pretty confused. (laughs) And he's still thinking about Federico, the chocolate guy. (laughs) Our one year later, yeah, Simon has a wedding, but it's not to Jane. It's to Federico. (laughs) Jane is there, though, because she loves and supports him. Mm. And she's found a new man, too. I can live with that. And you know who her new man is? Saul. (laughs) So Jane has bagels coming out of her ears, a new friend in Simon, and Simon has hot chocolate daddy. Next week, we are going to be reviewing Beverly Hills Wedding, part of Hallmark's next series called... Love Ever After, which is very much a Valentine's Day season. I'm really excited about this movie, though, because Brendan Penny and Brooke Dorsey... I love. She's from Drop Dead Diva. She's in a ton of Hallmark movies as well. She's always good. June and January, an amazing movie. She was in a not-so-amazing Christmas movie, though, but she was good in it. A Godwink Christmas. They, they did her dirty with that one. Her she, and Sam Page. She can have chemistry with anyone. I'm looking forward to next week. Even though we cannot figure out what it's about. Hey, well, that's it for us. You want to <laughs> say it, Mary? Keep being thirsty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you still listening? Since you seem to be extra thirsty, we are going to bring you another scene from the movie Snowkissed. To set the scene, we're hiking a mountain. Okay. What exactly is the point of this again? Because it's there. You know, I never really understood that adage, and I'm starting to understand it even less now. Come on, don't you want to say you conquered the mountain? Not really. I'm more of a conquer brunch on the Upper East Side kind of gal. <laughs> You're doing great. We're almost there. (laughs) Scene.